0: I know you want to be inside. This place has you in mind. Inside. Inside. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Insight Podcast. It is me, T Peters, and Today, we're going to be featuring Jasmine Sophia. Who is she? She is our new marketing and communications coordinator for Sound Connections and Wired for Music. She's also a musician herself, songwriter, singer. She does a lot of things, actually. You're going to come to find that out throughout the whole episode. It's an inspiring one, full of stories about finding self confidence, uh, building an authentic career in music, as well as how she kind of found herself while living in a world where she felt very different from others. But now she kind of feels comfortable in her creativity. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a really cool one. Let's just get right into it. We're here. This is the podcast. We are here. Insight.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yes. Jasmine, Sophia, you're the best. You are... (laughs) You can describe yourself, but I'll just say you're a Wired for music member who makes music like alternative R and B vibes if you would say that. Was that would be correct? Would that be correct?
1: It would be correct. But there's
0: more.
1: To an extent, yeah. I feel like honestly, I find it really hard to um to box my sound into a genre because I do truly feel like it it's completely a mix of alternative R and B, uh hip hop hip hop influence, um, soul, um trap drums like it's it's all it's all in there it's a pop you know i definitely see myself as like kind of a a future pop artist in a way so yeah
0: you do all of this stuff plus you're also the new marketing coordinator for wired for music and sound connections so i am this is like this is the this is the audio that welcomes you to the to the team for the young people for the Thank members. Thank you. So.
1: Thank you and yeah, just I guess I want to say hello to all the wired wired members. I'm um, I'm one of you guys. I'm with you guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's good. So welcome. Um, what was I gonna say? And it's good because nobody watched the podcast yet because the first three I did were the tester ones and now this could be one of the proper ones. And because you're doing the marketing stuff, you can actually put it out to the people so people can actually see. <laughs> so it's on me. Yeah, so I'm quite happy. Um, yeah, and today, if I had to describe the conversation, it's just going to be about, in a nutshell... Growing as a music artist while also moving in. Oh, that's funny. While also coming in from a different city. Like, all of this, like, growth-based stuff is what I want to talk about and kind of how you handle things like, I don't know, like, self-esteem, for example, in while being a music artist, like, how that kind of impacts mm-hmm. your growth as well. In a nutshell, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Um, But before I get to that, I guess there's a good question is what do you actually do for Sound Connections specifically? Like what is your role? Like what are you going to be doing for the young members that are watching this? Like all of the members, like what's your role?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, yeah, I am the new marketing and communications coordinator for Sound Connections and Wired for Music. Um, So in terms of the young people and the WIRED members, what I'll be doing is um, contributing to the newsletters that go out to you guys with opportunities, um, helping to promote you guys and push you across our social media and shout out about things that you're doing. Um, We've got We've got some of you doing a residency with, with us later in this month. Um, I'm currently making contact with those amazing artists to get some more information to share about them. So basically just helping to promote and push Wired members um, publicly, but also to, to find opportunities for them mm. um, and share them across the network. Um, And then, do you want me to explain more broadly across sound connections or just Wired?
0: You can do, if you think it's interesting.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, for, for my overall work, obviously Wired is one part of it, but then... Um, I also do um, marketing and communications for Sound Connections and like their workforce training program, um, promoting their events, which are more directed towards practitioners and people working in the music education sector. Um, So that's more kind of like the education side of things is what Sound Connections, Mm. my work with Sound Connections revolves more around. Um, Yeah, I feel like that's a summary.
0: That's good, yeah. No, I like that. And yeah. actually, like... No, it's important that you said all of that stuff, actually, because, one, you're an artist as well, and you're still a member, but you're doing a role in music that isn't just, like, singing and performing. It's quite interesting, because I feel like a lot of people don't know what you can do with, with your skill in music, especially because you're when you're an independent artist, you're doing so many different things and learning so many skills. Sometimes there might actually be a skill that you can use to like, help the world in other ways, other than just using your voice, like your voice is obviously possibly the ultimate goal for you to use. But at the same time, it doesn't have to just be that and this can actually be like really beneficial for you and everybody else that that you're helping with your work.
1: Yeah I I completely agree with you I think for me it's always the way that I've kind of ended up in this role and even previous roles it's through um, engaging with and being passionate about things that I care about which is like a big part of that is music Um, but also being open-minded to other things that present themselves in the area so before I was with Sound Connections, I was doing marketing for um, an organization called OMG Education. And the way I got to know them was because I actually wanted to join their their program for young people where they, they have like a music um, apprenticeship style program. But um, I wasn't, I didn't have the right requirements to be on the program, but I ended up engaging with them by helping them with their marketing and stuff. So I think, um, just yeah don't don't limit yourself and follow follow your gut in the sense of getting yourself into the circles and spaces that you want to be in but then once you're there I think be open to to being of service and doing things that you know it might not be your first choice you might ultimately want to be an artist but if you can help with other skills that you have along the way whilst you're, you know, getting there, then don't don't shy away from that. That that's kind of that's how it's been for me, I think. Um yeah.
0: Yeah, like you said what you said. It's helping yeah. people and stuff like that. And like what made you realise that this was something that you could do? Yeah, actually, on top of music?
1: Um, So I studied design at university um, and I have a general interest in like visuals and art and communication like in the public space anyway because I'm I'm a creative, I'm not just like about the music, I'm about the aesthetics, I'm about the visuals that accompany it, like I kind of do everything myself at this point because I'm an independent artist. So naturally my interest in and my skills in like, you know, Creating cover arts or creating videos and things like that um, grew whilst I was developing my career as a musician and an artist, um, and then I just found myself in spaces where, you know, my design skills could be used, and it turns out that that job is called marketing, um, and so I just kind of continued along that path. Um, it's, it's also like very in line with my skill set um, and I care about, you know, first and foremost as an artist, I have to always think about like how I put myself out to the world. So I guess like communications and marketing is almost like that exact same thing, just on a more organisational scale. Like if you think about it, if you're an independent artist anyway, you're basically your own marketing and communications person like you you really do have to do that for yourself so um yeah that's kind of how i how i found out that this was something that that interested me um but if if i go like way way back it stemmed from just a love of art and drawing like back when i was in school that thought back to that time and what what it was that I really enjoyed and it was always art it was always my art classes and drawing and painting that was like my biggest passion um so I just went from that place really and then it grew to like digital content and you know the whole world of technology has opened up so many more opportunities art is no longer just pen and paper um material it's digital it's it's so many so many things that I maybe wasn't aware of when I was First Like learning about art In school Um And I've kind of just like Poured myself into All of those things Along the way
0: Cheers I hear that you know Like I definitely Um Relate to what you're talking about Like As you're being a creative Growing up Cause even for me It was like It wasn't music first Well Especially mm-hmm. When I was young And I would like Draw stuff Or do art do drama take random guitar lessons drum lessons like performing arts these type of stuff and so i was always kind of creative throughout my life and then you as you're doing that you're kind of building skills that are going to help you in the future that you might not even know like for me it was like age 12 14 maybe i'm doing like youtube videos and i'm learning how to edit I'm learning about the algorithm R. So if I put the tags in the description in this way, like, it's going to impact my channel. All of a sudden I'm getting 14,000 views or something like that because I did this. Like, I'm just learning all of the SEO market techniques and stuff like that just by trial and error. And it's fun. You're just enjoying it. And you might not know where it's going to take you, but actually, as you've grown, when you actually find out what you want to do, all of those skills that you were acquiring actually helps you with your current journey now. 100%. Yeah, because imagine if you're all if we are just music just music for full start, we would be boring. We'd literally be so boring as an independent artist because we'd be useless. We wouldn't be able to do anything other than make <laughs> music and put it out. And then you won't really be heard at anything. But when you have that advantage of like, ah, oh, I do music, but I also do this, you can kind of feed in like those skills into your work.
1: Definitely. And those are all things that that are part of what makes you different to any other artist, you know, like whatever it is that you have done in your life or whatever your interests are outside of music, somehow I think they always find a way to kind of combine and influence each other. It's not even like it's a conscious thing, like it will just naturally happen.
0: Speaking of individuality and stuff like that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how would you say the concept of image has affected your journey as an artist. I'm just wondering about if you can introduce like your journey as like a human and how that kind of shapes your music career and how you put yourself forward if you do know, if you know what I mean.
1: Sure. Um identity's always been something that I've not not always struggled with, but always had like a very um deep relationship with. I've always been a very self-aware person. Um, And like truly and honestly, I think it really stems back to having alopecia growing up. Um, For anyone that doesn't know what that is, alopecia is a, um, it's a, it's classed as a disease, but it's not detrimental to your health. Um, and basically, what it means is that your immune system thinks that your hair particle, hair follicles, and the hair on your body is attacking you. So it thinks that it's not supposed to be there, and ultimately ends up in hair loss, which could be like hair patches um, at any like at any parts of your body. But for me, it was my head. Um, so I have had alopecia from about the age of three um, and for the first few years it was like just patches of hair that would fall out but by the age of about I want to say nine or ten I had lost all the hair on my head so I I was completely bald and grew up you know going to school wearing hats um, and basically trying to hide it and make it so that people wouldn't notice which obviously they still did um but yeah because of that I was always kind of very self-conscious and very self-aware maybe even from an earlier age than than most people might be um and as I got older I started wearing wigs um which has been like a whole other journey because the reason I started wearing wigs was again to cover up what I saw as a problem, you know, to try and like hide, hide it and um, fit in, I guess. But as I've grown older, and really over the last, like, I want to say, four years, um, my relationship with with my own identity and also with wigs has completely changed from being something that I feel I need to wear or choose to wear to hide my alopecia to just being um no different than I guess like an item of clothing or something as as a form of self expression and something to have fun with. Um so yeah, my identity's like it's been a journey and um thankfully I'm now in a much more confident place where I feel comfortable speaking about it and, you know, I would never used to feel comfortable talking about it when I was when I was a teenager or um I'd even hide it from friends. Like it was such a big thing in my head, Um, but I think, as I've grown older, I've kind of realized that nobody really cares, (laughs) um, to put it nicely, and yeah, um, I think, I think it's taught me a lot of things, to be honest, like, I think it, it really made me appreciate other things from a young age than um, external beauty, not in other people, but like in myself even, um, because I didn't feel like I had anything to offer in that realm for a long time. So I would almost focus much more on like being being funny or being, being a people person and being friendly and all those things. Um, and yeah, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I feel like, um that was one of the key things that really shaped my identity and I just don't think I'd be the same person if, if if I wasn't those things, if I didn't have those experiences growing up. Um yeah.
0: Nah, that was a that was a beautiful answer. Um I answered everything I wanted to know. And actually like I think it's an important journey that you've taken and like the ability to articulate where the issue came from, from being young and the story of how you got to where you are now and finding that peace of mind that you are actually, you're just cool, fam, you're the chosen one. <laughs> and it's relatable to a lot of people, definitely to me. Even what you said, like, it was so, I think it's a good story to be talking about, is what I'm trying to say. And I think it definitely should probably, it probably does come across in, like, where you're at now because now when you are showing your music and stuff the visual side is not something for you to be insecure about it's something you can develop on and work on yourself now and like be like cool this is just me so now I'm going to present myself fully without hiding anything and that's important you know what I mean
1: yeah definitely I think just being able to do Whatever you want and and express or present yourself in whatever way you choose without feeling like you need to be something other than what you are um, is so important. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, that was well, that was a lot. <laughs> I'm sure a different person might not say that, but for me, it was a lot. Because even me, when I was younger, like when I was young, like I had a similar thing.
1: Mm, really
0: yeah because I was born with something called a stigmatism so I can't see or I couldn't see in one of my eyes properly and so because of that like I tried to hide the fact that I can't see
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it, I do that in different ways like I wear glasses and stuff like that all the time because it was a visual thing that like you could tell that I couldn't see in my other eye and
1: like
0: yeah. I would always try to hide that from people I remember like being on the bus and some woman's just looking at me when I'm like a child just staring at me and I look at my mom like why is she staring at me and it was that moment when I kind of realized that I'm actually different but it wasn't a thing where when you're young and you realize you're different it's not oh I'm different I'm, it's like a good thing it's more yeah. of a negative thing because you want to fit in and like you want to be like your mom or you want to be like this person like the people you look at and when 100%. you realize you're not that it's a problem do you know what I mean? a hundred percent yeah yeah you get it I do so when you're saying all this stuff it's like a hundred percent know what you mean in my version anyway yeah like, um and yeah I think long story short we're both good now
1: yeah and I also think like it it makes you realize how important it is for us to teach the next generation that they don't have to all fit in or be like anyone else you know and that you're, the things about you that make you different are actually probably the things about you that are, end up being your strengths, that end up leading you to things later on that might be really meaningful or that shape you in deep ways that that you wouldn't have otherwise been, been shaped. So I think we understand that we need to make our kids and the next generation feel that when they're children, because like you said, when we were kids, or for for you and I anyway, it seems um, all we wanted was to fit in. I think that's a lot of kids, um, and I, I think it it kind of sucks that that children feel that way. But kids can be mean, you know. Like kids will find anything different about anyone and pick on it. So you have to be. You kind of end up having to have a bit of a thick thick skin.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, and I my question is at what point did you realize that it didn't matter anymore for your business for your music business because now that you're public and you're making a public figure like business you know does it does it does it still do you care still or how what ways are you my question is more like. How do you go about kind of presenting yourself online as a public person? And I don't mean to like talk about all, all your issues. I mean how are you kind of just presenting yourself to look cool in your way, do you know what I mean? Because I think that's an important one for people. People don't might not know how to dress well in their opinion. They might not know how to find style or mm. they might not know how to how to look and have that visual thing that kind of, you know, represents them. And when I look at your Spotify like I'm seeing you look like the pictures on there they're like proper like you can see the purples the dark blues like the things you're looking at the poses you're doing in the pictures and stuff like that it looks like it's all like designed to really capture you in a certain way so my question is how are you kind of how did you come to a decision as to how you wanted to present yourself
1: good question um I think honestly the the biggest thing is just being authentic and not overthinking it, because if you're if you're being yourself and you feel comfortable and you feel like yourself when you're taking pictures or doing a photo shoot, and you're working with people that you you know trust and you're comfortable with, um, I think that's the best recipe for for creating visual content that that reflects you. Um, I don't know, I I don't even think I am the best at like marketing myself and putting my public image out there. Um, And part of that is because I hate feeling that I need to um, or that I need to like portray myself in any certain way. Like I feel like it's all just so limiting. Um, Having a visual brand or any of these things, it's not, it doesn't really leave space for you to be more than one thing. Um, So yeah, authenticity over everything um, and at any cost. And I truly believe that if you are being authentic to yourself, whatever that means to you, it's gonna resonate and connect in a much deeper way in the long term. Um, Like I'm not talking about any overnight success or anything like that. I'm talking about people like truly having a connection with you and um, caring and investing in like your journey because they care about you as a person, not about what you wear or like what you look like. Um, yeah, be authentic. The rest, I think, is a byproduct of you being true to yourself. But obviously, you know, like that doesn't mean don't get inspired and don't work hard at creating your vision um like I work I put a lot of effort into planning my shoots and like thinking about these things but it all has to come from from within and not from a place of what does anyone else want this to be because I've definitely had people in my ear before telling me oh you'll be more marketable if you do this or if you choose to like present yourself like this um but Certain things didn't didn't resonate with me, um, and didn't feel true to myself. So, even if they would have led to maybe a faster rise to success or whatever you want to call it, um, it wouldn't have felt it wouldn't have felt sincere.
0: Hmm. So, long story short, step one: know yourself be authentic. like be your be yourself and know who you yes. are yes. and to plan
1: <laughs> yes
0: so that you are actually presenting yourself in a cool way and I guess you can just do that by working with the right people that will help execute your your visions and stuff like that
1: yeah I think I'm my favorite kind of people are the people that are just themselves in the fullest sense even if that whatever that looks like, you know, for someone that might, that might mean dressing in a really outlandish or like extravagant way for someone else that might mean they never really put any attention into their dress, but they're really funny. Like you can feel when people are being authentic and you can feel when they are um, trying to be something else. And I think if you surround yourself with the former, things tend to work better.
0: Mm. I had one video shoot Yeah No two Two experiences Yeah mm. Basically I had this song And it's not out But the song Was like Coming out At the time I thought And I wanted to make a music video For it And Alright this person A And this person B Cool Person B and me start the video like process. We're thinking of that idea. And the idea was like, it's a really cool idea in my head at the time. But person A is the director. And when we got to the shoot, I didn't truly know what I wanted for myself as an artist in terms of how I look. I didn't really, I never really thought of that. I used to just dress how I felt like the clothes that I liked in it, but I didn't have like context to it, like uh, if I dress like this, I'm gonna look like this i'm gonna f- people are gonna feel like this stuff like that, and so I was kind of free to like do what I wanted and to see what I was so anyway, person a's got me dressing like I'm wearing like some black shiny, glittery thing jacket, <laughs> yeah these clothes yeah that I just like I thought I looked cool but I didn't feel like I'd ever wear them clothes ever in my entire life and they had me doing stuff yeah that I would never do in a normal video but for the because of the song itself it made sense in a way so while I as a person wasn't fully ready or comfortable yet the song would have possibly looked comfortable and so as a result of that like i was pretty disappointed with with the, with the results <laughs> because i just felt like wow the person in this video is is like a one-off compared to the entire brand because in the future <laughs> of life when people look at their music they're not really going to see this guy ever again because it's not really who i am mm. and i felt like oh, what spent so much money on this trying to like fit into the music or the world of music that it could be in, where I was just fitting in with all that researching myself and making the song fit in with me and making the art fit in with me. So that was like a lesson I learned. Beautiful. Yeah. the less, I mean, the song might come out and the video might still come out because actually now I kind of like it a bit more, but that's because I had to like, which goes into the second thing I'm going to say, like at the start of this year, got my stylist friend. He wanted to be my stylist and shout out grace we did one consultation and she like just broke down basically everything i need to know in a way she gave me a powerpoint slide i was like for 30 minutes we're gonna go through what how you're dressing and how you're perceived how you could be dressing and how people like in the same music world as you um, kind of dress and it also, she's also explaining to me like things like colours and how like the different types of clothing that you're wearing can kind of influence the vibe that you're putting across and fam it was so inspiring like I was seeing a lot about a jacket see what I'm wearing now I never yeah. knew this existed fam
1: really <laughs> no
0: I, <laughs> And the thing is, like all the like, she was like, "Yeah, these jackets look really cool. They're flowy," and like I'm learning all this stuff about like materials and different types of clothing that you can wear that have these different effects. And it's just fun. It's just fun to know about. Like it's not like you should do this. It's like if you do this, this is what it's gonna do mentally for you and the people watching you. So just pick what you like out of this list of stuff that I'm teaching you and make it happen. And since that day, from I've just been feeling ten out of ten, like because. I actually know what I'm doing more. So I feel like that's something people should kind of take time to do if they... Like, that's like an underrated one. I feel like everyone wants to be a music artist and they learn about the music and how to make good music. But they don't always know stuff like that, like the visual side of things. And actually, that can actually be quite fun. And so, like, if it wasn't for that, now I know that, cool, I make... Sometimes I make hip hop and jazz music, and therefore I can just like this for that purpose. But when it's time to do something alternative, I could be Jasmine Sophia one day. I make alternative soul R and B, like there's different stuff. I know I might have to slap on the dark, the dark blues. <laughs> like it just feels fun. So those are the two things that I was just thinking about based on what you said. Still,
1: no, I think you you you're spot on. I think if you're having fun you're putting more of your energy into something, ultimately the result is gonna be better, you know? And if you're having fun, other people can feel it and then they have more fun too. So more fun needed.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um on that yeah, you've come from a different city. Where did you come from?
1: I came from uh the West Midlands, kind of between Birmingham and Coventry.
0: Cool. So you've left that city, come to London we were talking earlier about a similar thing, but how has that, how's that been for you? Like coming here and doing music stuff? And what? Well, actually, what brought you here and how has it been?
1: So I came here when I was 18. I moved to London for university. Um, and I ended up leaving that first that course after a year because it, it just didn't feel like I was doing the right thing. Um, I I immediately fell in love with London when I moved here. Something about it just really inspired me and I think it was that whole like hustle mentality that first attracted me and made me feel like this was my place because um, I've always been a hustler. But yeah, I was doing this university course and then after a year I, I just felt like I don't know where this is going, and I need to rethink. Um, but I knew I wanted to stay in London, so that was that was actually the point when I started thinking what what did I used to enjoy back in school, and I I started thinking more seriously about art, and then started looking at design related um, degrees, and ended up studying design at Goldsmiths, um, which is in New Cross, southeast. So so I moved there and um, made friends. Um, enjoyed the course a bit more but honestly like it was at that point when I also started teaching myself music production after leaving my first course that summer I just locked myself away and um, taught myself production in that in the space of like a few months and then I was like writing my first songs at the end by the end of that summer Um, and then I'd fallen in love with it and realized that this was this was something I truly believed in and and um if if anyone can do it why not me that was kind of the way i felt because for my entire childhood and growing up i always loved music and you know i i had like dreams of being a singer and i would sing all the time but i never thought it was a realistic dream um and i guess didn't think i was good enough or yeah just didn't didn't have the confidence to actually pursue it but i think something about dropping out of out of the uni degree that I was doing and like completely turning my um my journey upside down made me really reconsider like where I was going and what I wanted to do. And I think I'd met a lot of people in that first year in London that, that were doing just that, you know, chasing their dreams regardless of how realistic they might sound to anyone else. And definitely I felt inspired by them to, to do the same thing and um, music was calling. So I picked up the phone.
0: (laughs) Nice. That's cool. And so, now you're here, um, how's it been? Because now, I'm not sure the financial side of life for you, but London is expensive, is a fact. You come here for uni, which helps. Mm -hmm. But... Music is also an expensive thing sometimes, depending on what you can do with yourself. So I'm just wondering, like, how are you managing to 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 fund yourself? What tips have you got for people coming in to this city or a good city mm-hmm. and looking to, like, expand and grow and stuff like that? What financial tips have you got? Because you degenerate, didn't you?
1: I did degenerate. And yeah, such an important question. Generate is a program that Wide for Music offer, um, where they provide funding to artists to put together their their own project or idea to make something happen that you have as a creative idea. So they they'll guide you, provide you with. I think it's is it between how how much funding is it? Remind me to.
0: Uh, it might change. But for me, i was go for me, like it was like £500 to maybe like something in the thousands.
1: Yeah, I think 500 to a thousand is like a rough idea. Um, So I I received that funding in, I think it was like the end of 2019. Um, And I wanted to put on a launch party event for my first ever EP. Um, So... I used the funding to hire a venue, um, pay other artists to come and perform and be part of the event. And um, yeah, put together a really, really special event that happened literally just in March 2020, just before lockdown and COVID and everything happened. So that was like a, a real like thank you universe moment that it actually was able to happen because any even like a couple of weeks later and it probably would have ended up being locked off. Um, so yeah, really, really thankful that that was able to happen because it was a really special event for me. Um, and like one of my best memories so far. Um, but yeah, to, to your more general point about finance and, um, surviving as an artist in London, especially, I think it's really important that you asked and, um, I think enough people, not enough people talk about it. I think there needs to be more transparency and honesty. Um, So talking about myself, I just graduated university. So whilst I was studying, I was obviously eligible for and receiving um, student finance, which helped me with accommodation and kind of basic living costs. Um, But now that I've graduated, I'm working you know, part-time with you guys at Sound Connections, Um, and that's how I am funding my my existence right now. Um, Fortunately for me, I have built my artistic practice around self-reliance, so I don't pay for studio time, things like that, because I invested in a home studio which really isn't that expensive like honestly it's you can put it together for less than a thousand pounds and if you're a serious artist why wouldn't you do that um taught myself to engineer for myself um so all those kind of costs I've been able to eliminate um and I just I just live carefully like you know I I'm not concerned right now about having a lot of money because I'm putting more focus and energy into developing my craft and becoming a better artist um and I know that those things in the future are going to pay off and lead to that so um yeah right now it's you know I'm not I'm not making a, a massive living I'm just a surviving artist right now and um making ends meet but my advice is that you don't have to give up um, having a job or anything like that to st- to actually be serious and start your career as an artist you know like for most people that's not even a viable option um, it's about being smart with your time it's about thinking do you really need to be earning this much money do you really need to have this expensive of a lifestyle at this moment in time um, or do you care more about having time to actually invest in your career that you want for yourself and your skill set because you can't have it all from day one (laughs) most of us can't anyway you know if you want to have time you have to sacrifice the work which means you're sacrificing the money but it's all about priorities
0: Jeez, jasmine you're the chosen one for that one still (laughs) (laughs) because it's true it's true and that's what i'm on like i like that self sufficiency for one teaching yourself to do the things that you can get for free or that you can get for a very expensive price teaching yourself to do it teaching yourself to do it so that it's not as expensive normal having the studio in your house is a lot more sustainable than paying someone two hundred pounds for a day at the studio do you know what I mean and there's a hundred percent yeah you found that's it like obviously not many people know that some people aren't as technical
1: mm-hmm. um
0: but yeah th- the point is there's always a way to do i
1: think that's what i'm trying to say as well is you don't really need to be technical like the amount of knowledge you need to set up a home studio and engineer for yourself is really no more than maybe a handful of YouTube videos.
0: Say one, YouTube, one really good YouTube video, you're solid. How to yeah. set up my interface, how to record, and you're good. And then like you can you can do something with that. That saves you recording time. Because now if you can record at least, you can go and send it to an engineer for cheaper because you don't have to go and facilitate the space for you.
1: Yeah, even if it's just getting your ideas down at home and then, then going to a studio to record rather than doing the whole thing there and paying by the hour. It's like... All those decisions, yeah,
0: yeah, and no, I don't even know what to say on top of that. You've basically, you, are that was perfect. <laughs> um, and having, oh no, I liked what you said about sacrifice and having time, making yourself time if you need it, like living in that way. Because even me, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to learn to drive but in my head, I know I'm not getting a car for a while because I know that once I get the car, if I got the car, like, tomorrow, music is going to struggle for, like, no reason. Like, what is the point? Do you know what I mean? I'm in London. I've got the bus. I've got this. But it's like, I think we need, it's a good idea to be quite forward thinking and, like, and be having ambition as well. Like, if I'm doing music and I'm serious about it, I should be c- confident that according to my, my mental plan or my goals and aspirations, I will have a this amount of money in like five years' time so you can plan things and make sacrifices for the long term of life. So for me, it's like, I'm going to learn to drive because I have the money to learn, but my music is not going to come at a cost to that. I'm going to learn so that when five years comes or whatever, and I'm rich because music has done this for me and this has done this for me and this has done this for me, this this for me I can get the car. That's yeah. like, it's nice. It's that's a nice way to think of things rather than just rushing into stuff that is just a luxury. So, yeah, I've got nothing else to add to that. But well done for the answer to that question. <sighs> Jasmine. Tea. You're, you're the best. You're the best guest. Um, I don't even... I think that's it, you know. How do you feel?
1: It's, it's your call. Cool. I mean, do you want to talk about anything else?
0: Oh no, I mean, how do you feel about the conversation that you just had?
1: Oh, I feel good. I feel really good. I feel like, I feel like I've been able to be honest and you've given me space to open up and be myself and share my thoughts like without, you know, pre-planning anything really. This is just in the moment how I'm feeling and um, yeah, I feel good about it. I hope that the things that I've been saying will resonate with with wide members and people that listen to the podcast and independent artists and up and coming artists and people with dreams. Like ultimately, I just want to inspire them in some way.
0: Mm. Nah, no, for real, like what you said today, as a member, to not as a system producer of Wired fit, but as like an actual member, it was inspiring what you were talking about. I appreciated, like, the openness that you had as well in talking about everything that you've gone through to get to where you are now and, like, the journey that it took because it was definitely sounding like a difficult one but, like, an important one that makes you authentic. So I think people can definitely take from that. Definitely. So well done. I hope that. Yeah, and I'm glad this exists because now, in the future, when you're famous... You can go. People can go back to this conversation as well, and they can get that insight as to where you was at.
1: I think this is my first ever podcast feature. You know. Is it? Cheers. It's like my first ever live interview.
0: Crazy. It was. A, I think it was a good one. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm I'm gonna take that as when you're famous, fam, I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, you know, I did the first Jasmine Sophia interview.
1: <laughs> I could keep talking. I feel like we should do a part two.
0: <laughs> we can do a part two still for sure.
1: If if the people want it.
0: If the people want it, we'll do it. But also, in a few months, we can definitely return because we can talk about other stuff.
1: Definitely, so much to talk about. But I do just want to add, um, before before we finish, um, that there are always days that you don't feel inspired or believe in yourself, or your your self belief might waver, and you might think this isn't going anywhere, like all this effort I'm putting in, it's not doing anything, but the only, you know, everyone has those thoughts, even the successful people have those thoughts and literally it's just about making a choice that regardless of those thoughts coming and going through your head and regardless of the days where you don't feel like, you don't feel yourself, you know, you're not feeling yourself, it's, it's making that choice to, to go and do your work anyway to go and to go and sit down at your creative space to to just try and do something and to keep pushing through those things and those thoughts i'm not saying don't process them and take time for that but don't let them win is ultimately what i'm saying because i think the doubts like they're always for me anyway the doubts are always like trying to creep in but it's about um knowing that that's just what the brain does and if you believe in yourself you can do it we'll leave
0: it there jasmine Ashley, tell the people where they can find you
1: you can find me on all social media platforms at jasmine Sophia, that's Without the A in Jasmine, so J-S-M-I-N-E, Sophia, S-O-P-H-I-A, and also on any streaming platform under the same name, Jasmine Sophia.